For day number one, and for do better thing, and for day on top, and be better person. Now the choice where all young person for me, and this life skills program where the Ministry of Basic and Senior Secondary School Education join and with UNFPA Salon and Irish Aid, they bring come to we go help we make them right for make we be better somebody that now we life skills. and for make we do the right thing thing for we better want to this is the teaching service commission radio teaching program in collaboration with ministry of basic and senior secondary education known for my education directorate my name is amara smiler one of your radio teachers for life skills our lesson today is on life skills for in and out of school adolescent girls and boys aged 14 to 19 years. Life skills lessons will be broadcast every Monday to Friday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Welcome to this broadcast. Today's lesson will focus on the story called Broken Promise. This story is about a 15-year-old girl called Nafisiatu who agrees to marry a man twice her age when he makes a promise to her mother. Nafisatu has no choice in whether to get married since that was her father's decision. Will her new husband keep this promise? After this lesson, you will be able to one, define child, early and first marriage. Two, consider how child marriage can have serious consequences for adolescent girls in Sri Leone. Three, explain how married couples can make use of family planning. Segment one. What is child marriage? The theme of our story this week is child marriage. Have you ever heard of this term before? Do you know what it means? Have you heard of the terms child marriage, early marriage or first marriage? Child marriage refers to a formal or customary marriage of any person under the age of 18 years. Early marriage is another term for child marriage as it refers to the age being married before she is an adult. First marriage is when a person doesn't make their own decision freely to get married to another person. This can apply to girls under 18 and also girls over 18. If their parents or another person forces them into marriage. Do you remember we discussed the Child Rights Act of 2007? This law applies to a child. That is anyone under 18 years old and explains all the rights you have. One right in the act is that you should not be married before you are 18 years old. During this lesson, we will hear about a girl who has 
been forced into marriage before she is an adult over 18 years and the consequences she faced. The story brings up some real-life issues that adolescent girls in Sri Lanka experience, including early pregnancy and child marriage. If this topic makes you feel upset, please talk to an adult you trust. If you fear that you might be forced into marriage or sex without your consent, please do not stay quiet. You can always talk to an adult, report to the family support unit or call 116 for help. Segment 2 Broken Promise We are going to read a story Broken Promise by Sadia Muhammad. This story has kindly been developed and shared by Bragg. Bragg worked with girls in Sri Lanka to tell their real life stories and then the author Sadia Muhammad wrote the story. The book with beautiful illustrations are available to buy from Bragg. Before we read the story, I want you to listen to some questions. As you listen to the story, you will answer the questions by writing them down in your book. Okay? Are you ready with your book and pen? If you are with a friend, you can discuss with each other. Remember, there is no right or wrong answer. Now I'm going to read the questions. Question number one. Why was Tata angry with Abdullah when they were in the waiting room? Question number two. List two things about Nafisatu's father that shows he was old-fashioned. Question number three. Name one similarity and one difference between the marriage stories of Nafisatu and her mother Tata. Question number four. What was Nafisatu's dream before she was taken from school and married? Question number five. My daughter, love is something we all dream about. What does Tata mean by this? Question number six. What bad news did the nurse bring Nafisatu's family after the operation? Question number seven. What are your views on how decisions should be made and who should make them when a couple is considering family planning? Now, listen to the story carefully. Things were not looking good for Nafisatu. She was at the Sango Maternity Hospital in Freetown. She had been in labor for several hours. There was no sign that she would give birth soon. Nafisatu lived in the small diamond rich town of Jeng. She had given birth to her first child at a Jeng hospital about a year and a half ago. With that child too, she had gone into labor for hours and hours. The hospital did not have the resources to have a caucasian section. 
but God had answered the family's prayer. Nafisa too had finally given birth to a healthy baby. This time, Tatata, Nafisatu's mother, was ready. As soon as Nafisatu complained of her movement in her belly, Tatata, Nafisatu's father, Saidu, and Nafisatu's husband, Abdullah, had taken her to the maternity hospital in Freetown. Now, Nafisatu was in the theater. Tatata and the others were in the waiting room. Saidu was pacing back and forth. Abdullah was sitting with eyes closed, hands in front of his face, praying. Next to him, in an armchair was Tatata. Her head was thrown back and she was staring up at the ceiling. Oh God! Oh my God! Each time he said that, Tatata threw a cold look at him. Honestly, Abdullah, you irritate me with this. Oh God, oh God of yours. Just a year and a half ago, we were in a similar situation. You were saying the same thing. You promised me then that this would not happen again. You promised you would start family planning. And here we are. My daughter is not yet 18 and she is giving birth to her second child in less than two years. I know I have been careless with family planning. But mother, this is a time for prayer, not for accusations. Don't you mother me. I am not your mother. If I were your mother, you would have kept your promises. You would have saved my daughter this trouble. But mother... I will blame you all I want. What about the promise you made to Nafisatu and me before you married her? Saida stopped pacing and came over. What are you two talking about? Nothing. Saida began pacing again. Nafisatu's father was strict and old-fashioned. He was against family planning and using contraceptives. It was he who had given Nafisatu's hand in marriage to Abdullah. He himself had been over 40 when he married Tatata, had been 15 dead. He saw nothing wrong with marrying his own 15-year-old daughter to a man over 30. As the three waited restlessly in the hospital waiting room, Tatata's mind went over all that had happened in the past. Abdullah's father and Saidu had been friends in childhood. Saidu was happy when his friend's son asked for his daughter's hand in marriage. After completing high school, Abdullah had gone into selling farm produce. His business was doing well. Nafisatu had been a brilliant SS1 pupil. One day, she came home from school to be told she was marrying Abdullah. That night, Nafisatu had cried until dawn. Nafisatu did not go to school the following morning. She told her mother she was going to leave home and stay with a relative that could help her fulfill her dream. Please, don't do that, my child. You will break my heart and embarrass your father. This has been our lot. I was also given to your father in marriage at your age. I had to stop schooling like you. I hadn't even reached your grade. Mother, I'm not you. 
And your time was different from ours. You are better off. Your husband is just over 30 years old. Your father was 43 when he married me. You've reached as a swan and Abdullah is educated. Your father was completely illiterate. What difference does it make? I'm going to be taken out of school to bear children, cook, wash clothes, and serve my husband. Mother, why can't you convince father to let me continue my education? I told you I want to be a doctor, like Dr. Halima. Your father has already given his consent to the marriage. Nothing will make him change his mind. And he won't agree to any preconditions. But Abdullah does have some education. So I am hoping we can strike a secret deal with him. What kind of deal, mother? You marry him without a fight. And he allows you to continue schooling and take your words. Will that work, mother? He won't agree. Even if he does, he won't keep his promise once we're married. Besides, I don't love him. And I don't want to marry now. My daughter, love is something we only dream about. You should consider yourself lucky to have a relatively young educated and well-to-do man like Abdullah. Let me talk to him. I think he will agree. He may be the perfect gentleman. The following day, Tatata went to look for Abdullah in his produce shop. He wasn't there. The owner of a nearby shop told that Abdullah was out of town on business. As the date for marriage got closer, Nafisatu became desperate. She threatened to run away or harm herself. Her father ignored her, but her mother was worried. Now, the marriage was only five days away. Tatata went to look for Abdullah again. This time, he was in the shop. Tatata told him about her consent for her daughter. To her delight and surprise, Abdullah agreed to the deal. Mother, I know Nafisatu is unhappy with this marriage. She feels she is being forced to marry me and I don't feel good about that. But I truly love her. She is also not happy because she cannot continue her education. But I give you my word, you know. I will let her finish SSS and I will even support her if she wants to further her education. Tatata told her daughter the good news. Nafisatu doubted if Abdullah would go by his word, but she felt a little more hopeful. She and Abdullah got married. On their wedding night, when am I returning to school? Very soon, my dear. You've broken your promise. You should have started family planning. Nafisatu isn't ready to have children. Nafisatu's first delivery was very difficult. The doctor said she was too young for childbearing. Now, she was pregnant again. She was fighting for her life and the life of her baby. Mother, I am sorry. Let us pray hard for her and the baby. I promise this won't happen again. 
this time we are going to do family planning. Nafisatu will go back to school. She will even go to university if she likes. Just then, a nurse entered the waiting room. Where are Nafisatu's family? Saido and I are the parents. This is my daughter's husband. How is she and how is the baby? She waited with a pounding heart for the answer. I have good news, but I have bad news too. We lost the baby, but Nafisatu is fine. Nafisatu had some difficulty. The doctor decided between mother and child. She chose the mother. Tatata broke down in tears of joy. Abdullah hugged her. He shed tears of joy too. Saido lifted his hands and gave thanks to God. Everyone was sad about losing the baby, but they were thankful that Nafisatu had survived. I hope you enjoyed the story. We would like to thank Brag for sharing the Girls Reader series with us. For the radio teaching program, you will be hearing more stories like these over the coming weeks. Segment 3 Answers to the questions. Well, that was a tough story to listen to with an emotional ending. Well done on the great work at listening to this story. Did you get the chance to answer the questions as you were listening? I hope you were able to get some of the answers from the story. And maybe you have more ideas that we had. Let's review our answers together. 1. Why was Tatata angry with Abdullah when they were in the waiting room? Tatata was angry because Abdullah had promised Tatata that he would use family planning so that Nafisatu would not get pregnant again so soon after a second pregnancy. 2. List two things about Nafisatu's father that shows he was old-fashioned. Nafisatu's father was against family planning and believed that it is okay for his 15-year-old daughter to marry a man over 30. 3. Name one similarity and one difference between the marriage stories of Nafisatu and her mother Tatata. Similarities between the two marriage stories include 1. The two women were married before the age of 18 and they were both forced into marriage by their families rather than by their own choice. 2. Both women had to stop school whenever they got married. Differences between the two marriage stories include 1. Nafisatu was able to finish a basic education, GSS degree, before being married. 2. Tatata's husband was illiterate, whilst Nafisatu's husband had some education. 4. What was Nafisatu's dream before she was taken from school and married? 
Nafisatu's dream was to become a doctor in the future. Five. My daughter, love is something we all dream about. What does Tatata mean by this? Tatata is referring to an option that in our experience. A marriage is an arrangement that is based on men deciding who they want to marry. She feels that to love the person you want to marry is a luxury that people like and poverty cannot afford. Six. What bad news did nurse bring Nafisatu's family after the operation? The nurse informed the family that the baby has died during childbirth due to pregnancy complications. Seven. What are your views on how decisions should be made and who should make them when a couple is considering family planning? Decisions should be made by couples together, including the views of the wife and the husband, so that no member of the family is left behind. For a couple considering family planning, such an important decision should be made by both couples, especially after talking to a qualified nurse for advice and some information about options available. Well done, friends, for all of the great answers. In this story, we have heard about two of the major consequences of early marriage. Firstly, Nafisa too did not have permission from her husband to continue going to school after she feel pregnant with their first child. Secondly, Nafisa to experience difficulties during labor because her body was not ready for pregnancy, which caused her baby to die in childbirth. We do remember that it was never Nafisa to's choice to get married. You as teenage advocates, can work to educate parents in your community about the dangers of child marriage and what the law says about child rights. If this topic makes you feel upset, please talk to an adult you trust. If you fear that you might be forced into marriage or sex without your consent, please do not stay quiet. You can always talk to an adult, report to the family support unit, or call 116 for help. <laughs> Segment 4. Question and answer. On today's question and answer segment, we have invited Mrs. Hannah Lai, of the Ministry of Gender to join us and discuss the lessons learned from this story. Welcome, Mrs. Hanalai. Thank you. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little about your job? Like you said, I am Hanalai. I'm working at the Ministry of Gender and Children's Affairs as a training and advocacy officer. Basically, my job is to train colleagues and partners on gender issues and as a ministry, we are the coordinating body for women and children's uh, issues. Okay. In this story, Nafisatu was married at 15 
and became pregnant only a few months later, which led her to dropping out of school. Does this happen a lot? What can young married girls do to ensure they stay in school? Really, considering the, the, the things that are happening in the country now, uh, lots of girls are getting pregnant at Nafisatu's age. It is happening a lot. But as young married girls, what should they do to ensure that they stay in school? I think they should join family planning so that they'll be able to prevent uh, unwanted pregnancy. So by so doing, they'll be able to stay in school and continue their education. Okay, in this story, Nafisatu father and husband, we are not supportive of family planning. What will you say to men who share this point of view? Well, I'm encouraging men who share this point of view is that um, family planning is very important because it is a decision two couples should make and so that they'll be able to space their children, they'll be able to plan their lives. So, but if you don't join family planning, if you don't encourage your wife or your spouse to join family planning, then you are creating room for extreme poverty. Okay, in the story, Nafisatu had one child and then became pregnant soon after with a second child. How could family planning have helped her and her husband? If only she would have joined family planning, that would have been averted. But because she did not, and maybe the husband did not want it, and so she became pregnant for the second time. So, but if she was using family planning, that would have been averted. No girl married or unmarried should be forced into sex by her husband, partner, or any other person. What advice would you give a girl who has fears they will forced into, into sex? Uh, sex is a decision that one has to take. Nobody has to talk you into doing it and nobody should force you into doing it and so if you are forced into doing sex without your own consent then you have to report the matter to either an elderly person around you whom you trust or to the family support unit or you call the 116 line that has been provided by the ministry of gender and children's affairs okay with with coronavirus restrictions in place can girls access support services if they fear they are being forced into marriage or sex? Oh yes, they can access support and services like the 116 toll line that, I'm, that I have just talked about. They can access it and it's free for every uh, communication, whether you are in AfriCell, uh, Cell, or or orange you can call that line and it's free or you can go to the nearest family support unit or you report to an elderly person that you really trust okay finally what can adolescent girls do to achieve their dreams after giving birth like i've always said pregnancy and giving birth is not a sickness it's not a disease it's not an illness and should not stop your stop you from achieving your dream so if you are pregnant and you know like Nafisatu, she had wanted to become a lawyer. And so Nafisatu having given back, if she has her mother, she'll leave the child and then go back to school. Pregnancy should not stop you from achieving your dream because it's not a disease. 
Okay, thank you very much for having you in the studio. You're welcome. We now move on to a recap. Today you have learned to define child, early and first marriage. Two, consider how child marriage can have serious consequences for adolescent girls in Sierra Leone. Three, explain how married couples can make use of family planning. Your assignment on the topic is to talk to a friend about the dangers of child marriage and advise them what they can do if they fear that they might be married soon. They can talk to an adult they trust, call 116 free helpline or going to the FSU for help. You can listen to the next program from 7.30 to 8 p.m. throughout the week from Monday to Fridays. This program was brought to you by the Teaching Service Commission Radio Teaching Program in collaboration with Ministry of Basic and Senior Secondary Education, Non-Formal Education Directorate, with support from UNFPA and Irish Aid. I have been your presenter, Amara Smiler. Thanks for listening. For we better want tomorrow. That now we like to keep But once life day Me love somebody Yeah 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 Me say I know they go school today no way But still me not somebody Yeah Yeah I small person we don't make buckle mistakes Yeah I don't need for fee but you are even wear designers clothes Yeah we not get the same ear and we call on not so the same, yeah Me no say I fine but I know they show off Child of God now you make her the bluff When I wait in a Sabina you go make her be somebody So if you respect me, protect me and not push me in a street In a sense where we need for make we get we well body We life skills For make we be better somebody That now we life skills And for make we do the right thing thing for we better want tomorrow And that now we life skills